Okay. Okay, Coach, I have introduced myself a couple times first, I think, the last two, so I'm going to let you uh, kick us off. So, for starters, my name is actually Greg McNeil. <laughs> <laughs> coach, am I going to have to quit calling you Coach? Oh, you know. Okay, good. But you can call me Coach because Coach is the one that's always poking and prodding you and trying to get you to wake up to the things that are most important in life, right? Yes. So, the God, it says to you, um, what is reality? Um, is civilization the real world or is civilization built on top of the real world, which we call our natural environment that really, really sustains us, which is another way of saying, what's the most important thing in your life? Is it the money that you're making or is it everything else that helps you to enjoy the fruits of your labor? Mm -hmm. I'm the person that helps you to answer that question. So that's who Coach is. There you go, Sherry. Well, Coach, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to let you kick us off anymore. Um, I'm a digital marketer. I'm no, just kidding. <laughs> Social media content creator. Um, no, I... So... <laughs> I'm the owner of Genius Owl Limited Company, and I do all of those things, but I also do a lot of life and uh, professional coaching, and uh, I like to help people answer the same questions and actually ask the right ones, because a yep. lot of times we're asking the wrong ones. So to me, right. one of the most important skills you can learn is, okay, is this question the right one, or should I ask a different question? That's right. That's okay, right. Coach. So, full disclosure, I'm going to take a lot of satisfaction from what I'm about to tell you. I'm going to expose, you know, how I think on the inside at times, that ego there. Uh, and I'm even going to give the title. This podcast is Unexpected Consequences for Being Awesome. <laughs> but it, but it's actually, I liked how you used the phrase in our pre-show combo, the uh, misinformation and disinformation, which everybody's talking mm. about as far as, you know, like elections, things like that. We're not even going to go there. We're mm. going to talk about how misinformation and disinformation will actually sabotage you. Uh, and, mm. and you know, we, we put this in probably every episode anyway, but um, it affects us personally. It affects us professionally spiritually, emotionally, it doesn't matter. So here's the scenario, coach. And this is why I like to tell people uh, to be very discerning of the people they're around. You know, like, mm -hmm. remember how you've shared that story when you first came to Clovis? Of course, you've moved since then. But when you first came to Clovis, you encountered an individual that filled you, uh, her words, they were full of uh, gossip, and oh, yeah. remember, and so you had to actively, you know, get rid of those, uh, you know, disengage from that, uh, that person's thoughts. And, um, so, uh, but you, you, you pick up on people, you know, and I think reading people is a skill that people need to develop. Yeah. And, uh, so all that being said, my dad did not raise a fool and, um, so he taught me to always, you know, be aware, be nice, be, be friendly, be engaging, but, you know, trust your gut when it comes to people. So, mm -hmm. um, well, let me stop atop your camel. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> and uh, so anyway, I have a, a client. I love doing their work. And they're actually an organization that has a lot of other entities that are involved. And, mm-hmm. and so my dominant work with them, it's not mentoring or consulting. It's more of the social media aspect. And long story short, there was a department that wanted to add a Facebook page. And since they hired me to do that, it's like, I think it's actually a great idea. It'll increase um, SEO, Google searches, you know, like, yeah, that's, I think that's a great idea. But the main thing is my job is to make my client look good and to protect their interests and, Mm -hmm. and really to make them money. And uh, so Anything that you guys do, it needs to be high quality. Um, I'll, you know, I'll be making some posts too. I can add those. Uh, it needs to be branded. You know what I mean? Like it, you can't just right. throw slop up there and think it's going to, you know, work. Right. And because this entity is part of the one that I work with, it was a little bit different where other entities are separate and they do their own stuff. You know, like I'll post about them, but they have their own pages and all that. Okay. Well, I could tell from the start I was going to have problems because the two individuals I was trying to work with, they were very bossy, like demanding, like I was an employee. I'm not an employee. And um, I recognized, you know, that I don't like being pushed around. So I was alert to, they were irritating me. Um, But I was basically like, hey, you know, uh, this is how we're going to do it. And I don't know what else to tell you. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. so anyway, I go through all the proper channels. We get everything set up and they actually did a really good job. They had some great posts on there. I only saw one where the picture was pixelated and I said, Hey, is there any way you could change that out? Cause you know, it's not high quality. And she's like, Oh yeah, sure. Of course she never did. Um, but I, I, you know, it's like, Hey, this is great. Okay. So fast forward, I'm developing posts for the one client. And because they overlap, I'm going to take some of the the posts I created for that other entity that I put on their page, and I'm going to schedule them on the entity's page. Okay, so I put them on there. And I knew, Coach, I knew that I knew that if I posted anything, it was going to cause problems because I knew I wasn't dealing with two people that are healthy and whole. Mm. I was dealing with ego. And so you know, ego fears loss, right? So I recognized that that fear of loss was producing uh, territorialism. Mm. And um, so anyway, I thought, well, you know, I'm, I mean, I like to push the envelope a little bit. So I, I posted it. Okay. So then this week I get a call from one of the main, you know, main persons. Mm. And this person asked me, you know, what, what do you feel your role is as far as this Facebook page? And I've got all my notes from our meetings and when we all decided to do this. And I said, well, my role is to make you guys look good, to protect your interests, uh, to bring in volunteers, donors, et cetera. That's my role. And Mm -hmm. she said, oh, and I said, yeah. And she said, well, so are you a, a moderator of the other page? And I said, no, because that's tied to your organization. So I do moderate, but, or monitor, but I, I, My job is to make y'all look good. And she's like, oh, and I think it surprised her, you know, because that is, that's my job. I want my clients to look very, very good when people go to their websites, et cetera. So she said, well, can you tell me where you got the, and here it comes, coach. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. I'm trying to get it out. This was the moment. So this is my ego. Okay. So I, you know, full disclosure, I recognize when it's popping its head up. So I had this <laughs> post that listed the, the things that they do. Okay. Right. And she said, can you tell me where you got the information that you put with the post? I've not seen it, but they said it was wrong. And I said, oh, well, I got that from their website. It's on their front page. So if you go to their website, then you will see <laughs> the exact paragraph that I copied and pasted. And I said, because I would never presume to put anything on my client's uh, Facebook that I don't know for a fact because I'm a right. professional. Right. That's how I roll. So if I don't know, I don't put it on there. And uh, she's like, okay, long story short, and this is where the sabotage comes in, the misinformation, the disinformation, whatever narrative they're listening to Mm-hmm. cause this because it's not good to have egg on your face. It doesn't feel good. Now right. it feels good for the one that just <laughs> did it, but it doesn't feel good for the one that has it on there. That's and, right. uh, and I would never, you know, like I teach people don't, don't highlight when people are wrong. So my clients, if they're wrong, I'm not going to say it, you know, do you feel like an idiot? Cause you were, you know, like I won't say that. Um, right. but in this case, they're not my clients. And so anyway, um, Long story short, she checks it and, you know, she checks the website. She said, none of that's misinformation. None of that's incorrect. I don't know what they're doing. And these are the people that are head of that department. And it's like, okay, well, can you tell them, number one, to have the courtesy to call me or email me next time they think something is wrong? And then can we put my post back? (laughs) Because now I'm mad. You know, I didn't delete your fuzzy, pixelated, horrible picture, you know, Right. You obviously right. don't know what the hell you're doing. So why right. did you take my post down? You know, like, let's have a conversation. Mm, 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 so mm. after I got over the, I even called Kent coach. I called Kent. He's in Virginia. And I said, Hey, have you ever had one of those moments where you were proven to be so correct that it just felt so good, like that little feeling on the inside, you know? And he goes, yeah, mom, I'm a C personality. That happens all the time. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's the feeling of vindication. I don't know. And I might need to explore that. But anyway, so. that's what it sounds like. Then later, when I went to go ahead and schedule the other posts that I had prepared that day, the page was gone. And so I texted the, the lady. And I said, where's the, the page at? I'm trying to post. And she said, they took it down. So here, here is what stood out to me. Wow. Uh, right. Other than the fact that I have work to do. You know, I'm, you know what? I don't want to work on that, actually. I like being correct in those situations. I'll probably just embrace that. But <laughs> here, here is uh, what shocked me. Because I, I told the um, individual over and over, they're doing a really good job, actually. And so mm-hmm. here you have two individuals that are actually in your industry, Coach. When I say that you're the only clinician when it comes to mental health and life skills and all of those things that's not jacked in the head, I mean it. I've never met anybody that's not 
so messed up that are actually in that industry. And, and you gave me insight by saying, well, a lot of times they're messed up and that's why they want to get in the industry is to help others because they've gone through a lot, you know. But you got to deal with your stuff. I mean, it's ridiculous. I, without the education, should not be more emotionally and mentally secure and confident than these people that are trying to help. It's like, physician, heal thyself, is what I feel like saying. And um, But what shocked me, Coach, as I began to ponder, is you're willing to sabotage, cut, cut off your own nose to spite your face because you can't cooperate and share in an endeavor. Yeah. So that's, I know there's misinformation. I know there's disinformation. I know there's egos involved because they fear loss. But what are your thoughts and, 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 or just take off any direction you want? But that's the story. That's why I've named this the unexpected consequences of being awesome because I am very, um, intentional on what I do in my work and with my clients and the highest degree of excellence I can achieve. Right. So mm -hmm. what do you think coach? And do you have any insight on maybe what was going on there or some things that you've been doing with your work that go with it? So I'll begin by saying that something that I, I heard, um, many, many years ago, you can be right and still be wrong. Uh -huh. Right. Yeah. And, and the idea is if when your thinking is not in the right place, the facts may not necessarily matter mm. because what people will pick up is not your factual information, but they will pick up your tone, your body language, yeah. the energy in which you bring information. So when we say, when we use the word condescending to describe a person's, let's say, attitude, right? Mm -hmm. The person could be brilliant, right? You know, we could describe that person as being brilliant, but they, but their attitude will affect individuals' ability to listen to the information that they bring. Yeah. Right? So, which is another way of saying you're not able to effectively lead or teach because what's in front of you is not the knowledge that you have, but it's that, that rotten egg of an attitude that you have, right? That's mm -hmm. actually getting in the way. Um, now, the other thing is that's really important is, you know, learning that your feelings, right, mm -hmm. are not your identity, but mm. they're your information. Okay. And that's the type of, that's a mature grown up process of just living. Right? I like and that, coach. Some, and it's not something that necessarily comes to a person because they've lived long enough either, right? Because you can be 100%. an old, that's right, you could be an old old person and still not learn that lesson. Um, but your feelings are not your identity. They're your information. And, you know, people have to spend time knowing who and what that person is, not who they think they are. Right. You yeah. Know, when you look at yourself in the mirror, do you actually remember what you look like when you walk away from the mirror and all of these such things? 
And I would say then, um, when we don't do that, when we don't take the time to recognize, okay, this is who I am, and this is this is the these are things that will I can struggle with, right? Because yeah. we we have to self scout, like they say in in uh, in professional um, endeavors. You have to self scout. You have to evaluate. You might be great at something, but there are some things you may not be good at. If you don't have the ability to self scout or to self evaluate, and you are unwilling to have someone close to you that can help you to do that as well, Mm -hmm. then you're going to set yourself up to not only be misinformed, but you're going to mislead others, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So when we say to people that you should be careful about the diet that you have in terms of the information you consume, what we're really saying is you really need to know what kind of person you are, Mm -hmm. right? Because if you have this closet tendency to be a negative person, critical or whatever that is, um, it won't be a surprise that you consume information um, from various sources that feed into that. Yeah. And then you you get exposed because you cannot produce an outcome different than what you habitually consume. Yeah. Right. So you're controlling person, you're trying to be right all the time and you don't listen to other people, particularly those people that you um, bring on to as consultants to help you to be, you know, better people in terms of your business and things like this. Um, Then you're going to make a mistake and you're going to call out the person in this case here that you actually hired to help you to produce a product, you're going to attempt to disrespect that person and end up horribly embarrassing yourself. Yeah. And the lady that called me, she actually was very honoring, um, but it caused problems for her. So then she had to go around and waste all of this time Mm -hmm. in trying to figure out what was going on when the courtesy of a phone call and they could have said, Hey, where did you get this? I got it from your website. Oh, so either update your website or figure out what you're doing over there. But you know, that's not on me. That's on you guys. And then sure enough, they were incorrect in there that it was wrong anyway. But like you're saying, okay, so consuming, I wanted to make sure people understand that when you're talking about consuming too, don't look outward. The, the, That's right. Yeah, the first meal you eat are your thoughts. That's right. Huh, coach? That, that's exactly right. That's your, that is your number one primary um, consumption on a daily basis, right? Mm-hmm. You consume, yeah, you consume more thought um, energy than you consume food energy. As a matter of fact, your thought energy determines what kind of food literally food energy that you put in your body because it first begins with the thought. Speaking of food, Coach, I have been working on my abs. Uh Uh-oh. And I'm almost there. Oh, wonderful. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Speaking of food. There you go. Anyway, I got a little distracted there. Okay. That's okay. So back to your statement where you said your feelings are not your identity, they're information, which is fabulous. Um. Okay, so I would normally go to, okay, their information. So that's like 
when you have a specific feeling, you know, definitely don't just, you know, go with the flow, challenge your thoughts, um, mm-hmm. take the, the feedback, take the data and come to right conclusions. However, the feelings can also be good ones, right? Like we shouldn't right. just always be focused on when we're feeling negative things. We need to evaluate when we're feeling positive things too, right? Yes, absolutely. So um, I guess this is a good time for uh, that that information, the 490,000, 490, yes. right? You're talking about this morning. So uh, in speaking with the client um, in Florida this morning, one of the things that we were talking about after he had uh, successfully um, passed his um, real estate exam, you know, I told him, I said, you know, let's just say an individual takes three times to pass his or her exam. There are some people who will say, golly, it took me three times to pass the exam. What I was saying, suggesting to this gentleman right here that I spoke to this morning, I said, well, let's look at it a different way. Let's just say that it took you, um, there's three weeks before in between the exams, okay. right? So you take it today, you don't get a favorable result. You get to sit for that exam in three weeks. Depending on that result, you get to sit for that exam three weeks after that. I said, the key thing to recognize is that you are processing roughly 70,000 thoughts a day, mm-hmm. right? Which is 490,000 thoughts in a seven-day period, 168 hours per week. Since your brain is still working even while you're sleeping, yes. right? So it does. the machine is 24-7. It never turns off. I said, so what you're really looking at is that you have 490,000, nearly a half a million opportunities, thoughts that are passing through your mind, which are in turn opportunities, which are in turn choices that you get a chance to make. And when you recognize that you are always in the position to make a decision, to make a choice, an opportunity, your thoughts that you think are very important to you. And there is no such thing as a thought that's ever wasted. Whether you dismiss it or not, that's a whole nother matter. But your thoughts are really important. They carry information for you. And you always want to evaluate what's coming into your mind and what's going out of that based on how you are thinking about things. And in this case right here, what I was saying to him, I said, if you look at it from the standpoint that you're processing nearly a half a million thoughts a week, which is another way of saying that you have a half a million opportunities that you can make. Yeah. Choices that you're making, decisions that you're making. That person is the one who are ultimately going to make better decisions, right? Because they see their life in a much bigger view, yeah. right? Instead of, man, I failed three times, right? No. When you look at your life and you say, man, goodness gracious, what's going on through my mind? Now you're more thoughtful. Now you're more considerate. And so when you do make a winning decision and you experience an opportunity based on that decision and that choice that you've made, when you reflect back on everything that happened, you realize that at any point in time, you could have made a decision, a choice based on your thinking that could have completely and totally derailed your life. Yeah. Or you make the one decision 
choice. And now you have an opportunity that changes your life for the better, not only yours, but the life of other people, right? So it's important that you recognize that you are always in a thinking place, right? Mm -hmm. You're always consuming information. It's coming to you from every place. And it it's important for you to know what kind of person you are so that you can even truly evaluate what you are allowing to come in, what you're going to process, and ultimately what kind of effect that's going to have on you. Yeah. Now, if I apply this to the to the client that you're talking about, they're not thinking about this. Mm -mm. They're as a matter of fact, they're on they're moving like an automaton in a way. They're just they're just moving thinking without even thinking about it, right? Yeah. Thoughts are just flying through their head. And then when someone like you comes along and then you're like, hey, wait a minute, this is not on me. You did this. Now, all of a sudden, they end up having to go back to the drawing board. They have to make changes because, again, because they're not paying attention to what they're thinking about, they're not even the way that they deal with people. They have to deal with embarrassment. They have to go back to deal with their, let's say, like their social media department or whoever is handling certain aspects of their business, or even how they even strategize what they're going to put forward. All of that costs them resources, mm -hmm. right? But all of those things were also a series of thought processes, right? They were thought processes before they became results. And not only that, Coach, but they actually killed the success they were having. There was no mm -hmm. reason to take the page down. So whether the, you know, the main person's like, you know, this is too much trouble and, and all of the, this nonsense, just take it down. Or if they decided to take it down themselves, either way, they were succeeding at what they were doing. And so they literally sabotaged their own success. And so when you said, when you were talking like you, um, just real quick to go back to motives. So you said when your thinking is in the wrong place, and then you also talked about like intent and motives in our pre-show conversation, it's like the facts may be correct, but your tone and attitude make it wrong. When you were talking about that, I was like, man, if you look at what a lot of people do, so like, for example, that man that had to take the test uh, three times, I'm what? like, man, the fact that you didn't give up is incredible. Like, I mean, that, exactly. I mean, exactly. I immediately went to there. I didn't go to like, oh my gosh, it took you three times. What's wrong with you? Like that didn't even enter my head. It was like, man, I probably, I don't know if I would have kept going. That had to have been a desire. You know what I mean? Like he, that had to, he had to have desire backing him up so that he could overcome the thoughts of failure and the ego. And, you know, can I even do the job because it took me that many times to take the test? Like mm -hmm. he had to have navigated through those at some level of success to even go that third time. Exactly. That's and amazing. That, yeah. And that's why I was um, working and it was completely intuitive. You know, it wasn't anything that I had written down anywhere. You know, that's how we usually work to, coach. Yeah. He was meant to hear that and the universe downloaded. It's like, Hey, let me download this for you coach. So you can give this to this guy. So, you know, let, let me not make it sound like it's my genius, but it came, but I was able to bring it to him and say, Hey, look, this is what you really needed to understand mm -hmm. because 
he did have frustration that he had darkness and all of these other types of things, right? And what I was getting him to see that in between that three week period of time that he had to sit for that exam, so much was going through his mind. Yeah. So many opportunities to make different choices, to have different experiences, right? That his situation could have turned out completely different. Yeah. But it did not. And and I just wanted him to recognize that there is no thought that returns to you empty. Right. Right. And so you always want to pay attention. It's, it's sort of like telling people, it's like, look, the universe is mental, it's conscious. You don't live in a dead space on the planet, right? And uh, and the minute you understand that, you start stop living a fragmented lifestyle, right? Yeah. Which, you know, and... Um, and this, in this particular case here, this guy is is talented. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got a he's got a gift. Yeah. And that one of the things I was saying, it doesn't matter if there's thirty thousand realtors that pass next month. I said there's only one you, right? And I said at the end of the day, once you get out there with what you know about yourself, that's the difference making. That's the that's where the difference is, right? Yeah. You know, not all who called make it. Yeah. Well, and coach, as you're talking, it leads me back to the, um, when you were talking about the intent, the motive. So when you just said, you know, there may be 30,000 that take it, but there's only one you that is so important. I mean, I, I tell it to people all the time. Every person is born with skill sets, gift sets, abilities, but, yeah. and, and someone else may have those same things or they may even do them better, but they're not who you are. And so That's every right. one right. of us has a level of influence, right? So right. if people understood that, then they would never approach a job. They would never approach a relationship. They would never approach a chance encounter or even their life without intention and understanding that they can bring something to the table that no one else has. And so if you look back at these individuals, it's like, are you in it? Are you in this position in this organization for yourself or for the common good that you can bring because you are that unique, talented and gifted person? And so the messages, the narratives have been collected, the thoughts that they've been feeding on, um, is creating an environment that's actually causing problems for the rest of the organization uh, in, in significant problems that are affecting people's livelihood, not mine, because I could, you know, I can get clients, I can make money, that's not a problem. But for people within their sphere, they're causing problems. And so I would like the listener to walk away with the fact that they need to quit BSing themselves and think that anything is inferior but instead begin to embrace what makes them uniquely unique, what makes them a treasure to those around them, and start challenging your thoughts and start um, what feedback do you need to get from what you're feeling. And like the other day, I was even pondering, um, and I actually heard a guy that was teaching on this, that's what kickstarted it. I was pondering even positive things I feel. I'm like, okay. Am I in true peace or is it a lack of conflict? Am I confusing a lack of conflict for 
true peace. Am mm-hmm. I really not mad right now? Or am I thinking that because I've not been exposed to as much stuff that I know, you know, that I'm not angry. Like I was just, I was kind of evaluating even the positive feelings is the joy that I'm feeling internal or is it based on externals? And, uh, and so even that, you know, and not to take it negative, but I want to make sure that I'm walking in true peace, um, because your circumstances are not always constant. And, um, so anyway, okay, coach now. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that I had uh, learned in the studies is, you know, everything is in motion. Everything is rhythm, right? The tide comes in, inflow, then you have an outflow, right? You can have a negative emotion. You can have a positive emotion, right? The, where we decide to stay in our minds has a lot to do with how we allow ourselves to habitually, you know, think, right? Um, One of the things that I told my client this morning before he went for the interview, I said, look, they want you to come to their firm because you have a skill set that they want. And I said, but before you go, I want you to do this. I need you to list 10 things that you really want for your life other than money. Yeah. I said, I said, do that first. He said, well, coach, I, I, he said, it's going to take me about 20 minutes to get there. I said, you got a phone. I said, speaking to your damn phone. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I said, but you need to do that. And he's looking at me and I said, let me tell you why. I said, because if you know what you value before you get there, other than money, they'll pick it up and they'll deal with you differently. Coach, so but good. If you, yeah, but if you go in there and all you're thinking about is like, man, I'm going to sell houses and I'm going to make this. I said, you will be grist for the meal. Yep. You'll just be, you're just going to get chewed up and spit out because they'll just start talking to you about money because they think that's where your life is. Right. Yeah. And if that's all your life is, then you haven't learned a damn thing from working with me for the past year. And clients right? will pick up on that too. And they'll hear cha-ching, cha-ching every time they meet with someone like that. Exactly. And I told him, I said, you could be the guy that owns your own firm. You could, you could make a change in the industry. And so again, we're, as I'm saying to the listener, right, you need to know what you value. And just like you said, you really need to know how you think about things because your world is a reflection of what you think about, Mm -hmm. right? So what's happening on the outside of you is a reflection of what's going on the inside. 100%. It's like, look, you know, so don't look out there and say this, this crazy political, all of that stuff. It's like, that is an excuse and it's total BS because this type of thing has been happening for centuries. And we just happen to be living at a time where we're experiencing it, but it's not new. Right. But neither is the idea of checking in and know what you truly value for yourself, because that is the real key to the success that you want in life. Right. Okay, coach. So I'm Nancy. All right. Let's use me as a test subject. Okay. Evaluating feelings information. 
I think I know. But what are your thoughts on the satisfaction I took in saying that I got that off of the website? Well, you know what I, you know, well, first of all, the first thing I thought it was like, you know, like, let me let me hit you with this cold fish, right? I'm going to hit you with this cold salmon that I got from the fish market. I'm going to slap you with it, right? But let me just, let me just back up a little bit. That okay. was the first thought, but it was funny. But I think you heard me say um, vindication, that mm -hmm. I agreed with the word vindication. Mm -hmm. Because what had happened was you were actually attacked. Mm-hmm. OK, their personalities are different. Some people can take that information and it's like, well, I don't think that's so right. And then let me go back and check on it. And then there are some people that say, well, hang on a minute. I'm not going to let you hit me with that. That's not true of me. Right. This mm -hmm. is absolutely not true. This is what needs to occur. Yeah. Right. So in this sense, then what I'm saying vindication is what came up for me because they were coming at you in such a way that they didn't even realize what they were actually doing. Now, yeah. is there a small part of you that says, it's like, you know what, don't come at me with that BS. Oh yeah. Come on now. You know, we, um, we don't need to make the, the, the horrible error of always trying to be, a saint. Um, it's impossible to be that as an individual. It's always a goal that's in front of us. Um, but having worked with you, I can say that you don't live in that space. No, I don't. And you know, vit yeah. vindication is a, a powerful uh, word coach for me because, you know, definitely my personality style, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, don't, don't, like you said, don't attack me. If you don't know your business, for sure, don't attack me. Um, yeah. But the other thing is, you know, how core values, we've talked about it uh, in the past, but core values will drive, you know, people. And so I've got um, honesty and integrity are two huge core values for me. And, mm -hmm. you know, I remember even as an adult, but especially as a, ch a child, I kept getting accused for stuff I did not do. Yep. And my motives and being misunderstood would happen. And I'm not saying this to be a pity part. I'm just telling you that is feedback, right? So right. when this occurred, the satisfaction is when I was a kid, I didn't always get to, like, I didn't have an articulate argument. I didn't have a way to prove that, hey, what you're, what you're saying I am, who you're saying I am, or what I'm doing is not accurate. And, you know, as a child, what was interesting is all the things that I was being told, I'm like, okay, I'll be those things. And so you know, I became that. But now it's like, I now I know who I am. And so I try hard not to, you know, slam dunk people at times. But that one I just couldn't resist, Coach. Well, let me just say this here, because this is something that's also important. You can be quiet and still be arrogant as hell. True. Right? You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? That, mm -hmm. that can actually happen. And you cannot stand up for yourself and you're no better than the person who is berating you because that that moment may require something different of you than you may have um, historically been willing to do. Yeah. And so 
so this is what I mean. It's like, you know, um, sometimes people can get heated in arguments, but they can still find a way to find peace. And when you find, when you come back to that place of peace, you are not removed from the idea that you still feel vindicated, right? Yeah. Because you were attacked. It might've gotten heated and then you calmed down. But at the end of the day, you were, you still took the appropriate action and that is something that you can feel good about. And then, of course, you you move on from it, but you you recognize it. And, and I can even say for myself that I have had to do that. And it's it, it was important for me not to be quiet because there's sometimes I've been quiet and it made me sick. Yes, right. that's true. And you know, I actually yeah. I felt really calm. I was mad that they deleted my post without conversation. I thought it was unprofessional. Um, but here's the thing. So you know, you know, coach, I gotta uh, sometimes pull out a quick little pre preach. But for those who are like, oh my goodness, you know, I can't. You know, we don't have to do that with people and blah blah. Well, here is Isaiah fifty four seventeen, coach. No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall show to be wrong, is what the original Hebrew says. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me. So I, can, I can back up. <laughs> you know, again, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say there's, you know, I started off, I, I interjected something. Um, I said, you know, it actually, it was something, I was actually referring to The Alchemist by uh, Paulo, Paulo Coelho. Yeah. It's a book yeah. called The Alchemist. And uh, this young boy was looking for treasures and he was on his way to Egypt. And he had come across these, these men who were sort of like mentors in a way. But they said to the young man, they said, you know, believe in God, but you still got to tie up your camel. Right? Yes. So just because you can be meek and humble of spirit, doesn't mean that you are required to be a doormat. Right. Right. hundred percent. Because not everyone that you deal with has a consciousness to listen to you at that level. Mm. The person that we are, the customer that we're talking about fits into that category. If you're meek and mild, they're just they're They don't stop talking. Right. They keep talking because one of the things that we realize that a person that's dealing with ego will continue to try to justify their incorrect behavior. Yes. And so sometimes it's like, you know, look, I know I didn't, you didn't, I didn't really want to hit you with this fish, wet fish, but you wouldn't stop talking. And so I know you're standing there, you're holding your cheek and you're thinking, she slapped me with a... <laughs> you know, with a metaphorical raw fish, right? But guess what? You shut up. And when you shut up, now you can actually hear what I had to say, right? Now you can say, peace and the Lord be with you, go on your way. And <laughs> make the correction that you need to make to your website and don't call me out again. Oh, that's funny, coach. <laughs> I think that's a great place to end. Now, don't hang up on me, though. I just think, oh. it's, I think it's a great place to end. That's good, coach. I like yeah. it. And, uh, and you know, if oh, you're going to stop, I'll wait until we get off the record because I got a question I need to ask you. 
Oh yeah, if we if we need to ask it off air, that's yeah, we'll go ahead and yeah, it's off air. Okay, so um, go ahead and leave a review anywhere you listen to podcasts. I have an opportunity for you to rate us to leave a, a review if you have any thoughts or questions or topics you want discussed. Um, everything is in the show notes. Uh, Sherry Ann Wilson, Sherry with an I and with an E dot com as well. You can uh, contact us there, Facebook, Instagram. And uh, all right, coach, you got a lot of work to get to. And so we're going to sign off today and we'll see everybody next week.